0: Hey, friends, welcome to the Live Your Freaking Life podcast. My name is Christine. And my name is Selena. We are two BFFs and life coaches who talk about
1: the science of happiness and well being to help you live your freaking life. And today we're finishing our tour around the world. I wish the we world could. of happiness. I wish
0: we could go. I know, right? You know, that I would be so much better. So, does anybody have a private jet? So we can go to these places and then speak to you from there. That oh. would be amazing. Ugh. We could do our own like Zach Efron show. Uh huh. Right. Yes. That would be amazing. Yes. Called Live Your Freaking Life with Selena and Christine and Zach Efron traveling the road. Well, I <laughs> mean, that?
1: that would be an okay <laughs> thing to be doing, right? For for join sure. us?
0: Yes. 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 Oh, uh, yeah. So, how was your week? It was good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, tra- it's, it's crazy because I'm thinking like, oh, did I do this week? Um, worked some, did some fun stuff with Jim. Um, went on a date. We went to breakfast together, which is crazy. Hardly ever do that. It was really nice. Um, yeah, spontaneous date date night with our friends Matt and Lori. We were (laughs) driving to the our accountant's office to that's always a good time. Sign our taxes and sign away our money, whatever. For another episode, um, what is wrong with our tax system? I can't stand it. And oh, it's, it's so stupid. It's messed up. It's yeah, so it really up. is.
1: And if you have your own business, forget it.
0: Yeah. So yeah. our accountant's all the way out Myers Town, Matt and Lori live out that way. So we were heading that way, and I was like, "Hey, we went to this place called the Moose." Oh. In, Fort Indian Town Gap. Oh yeah. So am mm-hmm. I saying that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was really good already yeah, then. I had a Delmonico steak. that was actually to die for, okay then yeah, yeah, anyway, no. Nice. So, yeah. How about you? How about me? Um, yeah, it's been okay. I've st-
1: like <laughs> I feel so stupid just like saying this. but honest to goodness, it's the truth. I am um, still am coming down from this flare. So like today would be the first day I feel like, um, I didn't wake up with my arm and hand like absolutely killing me where hmm. it hurts to reach for something, you know. So that is improvement. And it might have something to do with the fact that I had a massage yesterday with our girl Ashley hmm. over at New Beginnings. She She's knows. over at New Beginnings now. Yes. Let me tell you something. That facility is lovely. Is it? It really, really is so clean and just wow. nice. And I really liked it there actually. Cool. Um, however. She, like when I get in a flare, I get these crazy muscle spasms in my upper back. It's just part of having TOS. It's stupid. Hmm. Um, And they don't go away ever entirely, ever.
0: Hmm. And so
1: sometimes they just get really bad because they, they tighten up around the nerve that's irritated to protect it. And then they don't want to let go. Gotcha. So when I went in there yesterday, I was like, listen, just however much pressure you want to put on it, please put on it. If you would like to drive over my upper back with a semi, please go right ahead and do that oh, because wow. it's just, it's so painful. And so I had probably the most intense massage I have ever had oh. yesterday. And I'll tell you what, my arm feels a little better today. Good. And I'm excited because the next time I go in three weeks, we're going to do cupping on that area and of water. my back. Yeah. Nice. Cause she said there's only like, we can only get so deep with the massage, but the cupping actually pulls it
0: upward. And then causes the muscle to relax, so I'm all here for that. Sounds very interesting. I think I had that done years and years ago. My friend was a massage therapist and did that, but I don't remember a ton. Yeah. about it. I just remember having like marks. Oh yeah, I'm gonna right? have nasty marks for sure. Like the blood vessels I don't kind of pop at the surface or something. They like do. That. It will it's leave you like leave a hickey. Purple, You're getting hickeys purple all Purple circles. Here, right? Yeah, <laughs> purple circles. But anyway. Oh. So, okay,
1: but here's the most exciting thing. So, of course, you know, the weather got warm last week, as it's going to do today, which yes. I'm very excited about. And then it leaves forever, which is stupid. Oh, I thought tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. But after that, oh, it's okay. like, yeah, whatever. But, um, yeah, so the weather got warm. And, of course, my daughter's like, oh, I need new clothing because, you know, the weather's warm. Well, yeah. So, uh, listen, I'm not going to. I totally get it because I got clothing too. So we decided we were going to do a big shopping trip. So I was in to see my back device guy on Friday last week. And I was talking to him and he was checking everything. And I've noticed some small improvements already, which has been amazing. And I told him, I said, look, the big test is going to be when we go shopping because shopping is the worst for pain for my back. Mm -hmm. It's that milling around. Like it's just terrible. And it usually ends with me in tears and we have to cut the sh- trip, shopping trip short. And it's just miserable, right? So <laughs> we went to Park City, we went and had dinner at JV Dawson's and then we went shopping. We were probably out and about for three hours or a little bit more, had a lovely time, get in the car to go home. I'm in the car for like three minutes and realized, oh my gosh, my back didn't hurt Once the entire time, I didn't even notice it. Like I wasn't even aware of it. Wow! I know it has been over three years. Wow! Since I have been able to walk around like that pain free, I could not. I cried. Like I just cried. Different kind of cry, right? It totally was. Yeah. So I had to. I had to text my back device dude and be like, "Yo, so my shopping trips usually end in tears because it's so painful, and this one did." But for totally different reasons. Oh. And so just amazing, wow. amazing. I can't believe I'm already starting Perfect. to see results. So it's not like 100% yet, but. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's it's definitely working. Oh my gosh. Yes. I love that for so, Very, very exciting yes. for me.
0: Yes, yes, yeah. yes.
1: But other than that, I've just been like
0: cocooned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I having... love that the weather's getting warmer, the outside more. I you know. And... It's so good. I was planting in my yard yesterday. I'm putting out more flowers, went and bought more flowers. And that I've only just begun. Yeah. I'm a mad woman. You know it. I do. My back porch is like my sanctuary. It's where I, I'll, I'll work from there as the weather gets nicer. And so I need, I need the nature. I need I know. The flowers. Yeah. I'm propagating like a crazy person. Oh, I'm, I'm the crazy gym. Who was it? Somebody said to me recently, some people become like the crazy cat people. You're the crazy plant lady. And I'm the crazy plant lady.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of those. Mm-hmm. My daughter's a crazy plant lady in yeah. training.
0: Yeah. Yeah, a lot of our employees at the bagel bar are crazy plant people. Yeah, it's so funny. Well, I had
1: heard that the rise in interest of plants really happened during quarantine. Yeah, makes sense. Where people just needed something to take care of, something they felt like they could maybe have a little control over. Yeah plants actually make us happier. We talked about what green does for Uh, us. Yes. And so it makes total sense that it's caught on and then still continues because people are seeing the benefits. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I, yeah, I love it so much. So yeah. So cool. Yes. So, all All right. right, we're going, we're going to a few more places around the world. I think we're going to cover five countries today. I feel like that's ambitious. I do, too. I'm looking at the clock. I'm that feels sure ambitious. I'm going to I'm pretty sure because I have three. Well, we each have two. Yes. And then I have a third one, but it's kind of yours, too. OK, well, let's save just, that one for last. Let's get started. All right. So I'm going to start with and I'm really bummed because you did not see the latest episode of Ted Lasso. I didn't. It came out freaking yesterday. Would you give me a minute? I just I just don't. But normally you are like on these things. So it's the fact once again out for 24 hours, I have seen something before you. I just want everyone to note that fact. You're there. such a big dork. By the way, I forgot to say this. Did what? did you see the movie and do, or do you even have the desire to see the movie air? I do. And I heard it was excellent. It is excellent. Yes. Jimmy and Kate and Jim and I went and saw it. We had another date night. Look we at you. Dinner and, Yeah. And, uh, yeah. It's so good. It's so nostalgic. Oh, so you're going to love love it because it's like all things 80s. Yeah. So, so good.
1: I will tell you what I did watch. I did watch the Love is Blind finale, which was a fiasco. If you've been on the interwebs this week at all, you know what a fiasco it was. Really? Netflix needs to stay in its lane. Oh. They're trying to do live things now. So, like, they did a Chris Rock special live. Uh-huh. I watched it afterwards. It actually wasn't that good. And I was rooting for him. Hmm. I really was. It wasn't great. Because um, they'll put the playback on then. I
0: think but I they saw that, too. Yeah,
1: it was kind of crappy. Did he talk about? Uh, the Will Smith thing. The, a little bit at the end. Yes, yeah, Yeah. It just wasn't that great. And I really yeah, it wanted it okay. to be. Um, but so they did that live. And it was fine. But everyone was like, that that special wasn't that great. Okay. And then they decided to do the latest season of Love is Blind oh. finale live. And they it was supposed to be eight o'clock Saturday. So I'm or Sunday. Eight o'clock Sunday. So everybody's logging on. Well, it crashed everything. Oh. Because so many people were trying to get on. Gotcha. And it did not air live. First of all, it did not air live. Oh. Second of all, it came on for me at like 10:30 that night. Oh geez. Two and a half hours. Netflix, if you're listening, and I know you are, stay in your lane. You do not do live things. Knock it off. You suck at it. Stay in your lane.
0: Or is this a learning opportunity and they'll get better at it? Whatever. No. Moving right along. No. Ted Lasso. Yes. Latest episode. One of the, one of my favorite for so many different reasons. Can't talk to you about it because you haven't seen it yet. Ugh. We would have wrecked it for everybody who hasn't seen it yet, which is probably everybody. No, by the the time this airs in a few days, everyone hopefully will have seen it. But anyway, I remember. So first of all, I can tell you this part. It's in Amsterdam. Okay. Which, you know, right before the pandemic hit, I had a plan to go to Europe with my best friend from my childhood, Chrissy to, we were supposed to go to Amsterdam, Brussels, Bruges, London, and you're looking at me like I know. Oh my gosh. One of the <laughs> countries, London. And, idea. Oh, Paris. And um, yeah. So world shut down middle of May. Our, I'm sorry. Middle of March. Our trip was planned for May. Mm, big That's a bummer. Big 50th birthday celebration kind of a thing. Anyway, didn't happen. So now here's the team in Amsterdam and I am just dying. I'm like, oh, and after watching that episode, I was like, I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go. And I just did my whole ancestry DNA thing. Oh yeah. Finally. Um, I got it as a gift. Kelly gave me as a gift like six, seven years ago. I finally did it Um, anyway. And I found that like, I am from those areas, like like, Denmark, Sweden, Netherlands. Yeah. Like all of those things. And so anyway, through the, I'm not going to tell you anything, any details, except for the word, except for the fact that the word, I'm going to say, I'm going to botch this. So please forgive me if you are from the Netherlands listening to <laughs> this podcast. <me. but laughs> and <laughs> we know you are. <laughs> we know you all are. Yeah. Um, but this one person from Amsterdam kept saying, Gosellec, mm-hmm. Gosellec, 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 Gosellec. And I was like, I know that word. I know that word. And the way that he used it, it was just so beautiful. Anyway, so it is definitely, it's an adjective from Middle Dutch, um, Middle Dutch gesellig. Um, anyway, it used to mean cozy or quaint, but it can also be used as a noun, gesellig. Gesellig. egg. <laughs> Oh my gosh. This is going great. Yeah. Keep going. To refer to a positive, warm emotion or a feeling of togetherness. What's that remind you of, Selena? Huga. Huga. But apparently, people in the Netherlands use Geselleck more than the Danes use Huga. Okay, but why has Huga caught on globally and Geselleck hasn't? I, that's a really, really great, great thing. But what I loved about it was they talk about these like, Bruin Krogan's probably what is that is too. Krogan? it is called they it's a brown cafe what does that mean I know right listen to this it's a cafe with dark wood interiors and low lighting that litter Amsterdam and they are the epitome of Galic okay um they're like these and then they have these other things that are called um I'm again gonna botch it Krug bars which are yep. like old man pubs. Oh, get out. So they're like love everywhere. That. And that's just where people hang out. Um, so they say like, if it's nice and cozy, it's Catholic. But um, oh my gosh. Yeah. So I just loved it so much. And I wanted to talk to you about why. And I wanted to talk about the episode. So I can't do that now.
1: I love but... how you are blaming your inability to talk about
0: this on me because I have not yeah. watched Ted Lasso. Yeah. Well, because you just saw it yesterday. I did. Yeah. Anyway, but when you <laughs> talked about like the Danes, like the whole Huga thing, why did that take on the, the net the people in the Netherlands were actually pretty ticked off really when that happened because they were like, no, 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 this is our thing. That's funny. like, yeah. And by the way, the Netherlands is also rated as one of the, um, happiest countries in the world as well. They also, I thought this was fascinating. They have all those free drugs. Well, right. <laughs> Legal drugs. I was, I'm getting there. I am getting there. So They have a population of 17 million people. Did you know that is the highest population density in the world? Mm -hmm. Higher than India. Higher. Well, like density. Yeah. Like, you know, whatever. Yeah, I know. 414 people per square kilometer. So, so it's kind of led to this whole thing where like so many people so close together, we have to get along. So we have to compromise. They're some of the most laid-back people on the world. I think that the pot might I was have gonna something say, to do with again that the weed. too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, they were actually the world's first. So some facts about the Netherlands. Um, they were the world's first country to legalize same-sex marriage in two thousand and one. They have, as you just you know said, they have a um, progressive, very progressive drug policy. Yeah. Um, and did you know? That they are the world's second largest exporter. So U.S. is first, yeah, and then the Netherlands. Of of just everything, or it, well, of food and agriculture in general, food and agricultural yes. products. Yes, isn't that mind blowing? Yeah, because they're not that big. But think about it. I said that to Jim. I was like, "Can you believe this?" And he said, "Christine, do you have any idea how many flowers?" And plants come out of the nether- Netherlands. No, I don't. Tulips, like bulbs, all of those things. They're yes. coming straight from there. They're coming from the Netherlands. Get out of here. Yes. Huh. And so yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty cool. Um, but so there it's just a very laid back like everybody just wants to get along. Everybody just wants to hang out. And um this is the difference between the Danes. Right. With the whole Huga thing. Remember we talked about it's hard to get into their circle. Yes, it is. It's not hard to get in. In the Netherlands, you show up, you're in. You're one of them. Yeah. So they're really, really, really super um, friendly to new people. Again, consistently ranked one of the happiest countries in the world. And this is fun. They have one of the shortest working weeks. Love that. Average 30.4 hours a week. Yeah, that's great. And, then, and actually that is close to Denmark. Yeah. 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 There's what was it like 30?
1: 34... It's right
0: around. No, it, it was right around the same number. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I feel like that it was lower. Um, but the other thing is they have really, really great benefits for um, parents. So you're pregnant. A lot of parents go part time. Can I just tell you, I am noticing as we're
1: researching all these different countries, uh-huh. almost all of them that show up on the happiness index have free childcare. They take care of their parents. Well, free childcare, free preschool and schooling. Yeah. Yeah. Almost all of them and free healthcare. Let me just put that out there. Yeah. So very, I think, I think when the pressure's off because our health and our kids are the two things, man, right. The two things that mean the most to any human being, I think when those two things, you can eliminate some of the concern and worry around them, you're automatically going to be happier. That makes sense to me.
0: It is. It's true. I just, in my experience with my son living in Canada, it's free healthcare. Yes. It's just not the best healthcare. And so there, there's that like, mm, I don't know. I don't know. It's yeah, that's tricky. But anyway, one of the benefits to new mothers and fathers actually is they are provided with a doula. And a lot of times I thought doulas like, they're just there for the childbirth. No, no, no. no they stay they stay they do chores they cook meals they clean the house they tell dad go take a nap when he looks tired dad go take a nap when he looks tired go have a beer relax i want to yeah, do yeah. It, right it's so, it's so <laughs> i
1: don't cool. want a baby but i want to do it
0: <laughs> yeah and there's also this whole like when you're sick i feel like in america it's all about like Just go, 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 push through, push through, right? Mm -hmm. Like you show up and then you infect everyone in the office. Oh my gosh. That used to drive me absolutely. Oh, me too. And I, but I can't, I also can't say that I've never done that because I didn't want to appear appear weak or like, I'm not committed. And so I show up like, yeah, I feel like crap, but I'm here guys because I'm a team player. But there it's like, no, it's, it's customary. Like if you're feeling under the weather, Mm -hmm. you just stay home and you ride it out. It's like, it's the thing to do. Um, yeah, so I just, and they also ride bikes a lot. They eat really, really good food, um, drink a lot of milk. Do you know that they are the tallest? I don't know if this is related at all, but tallest people in the world. Huh? Yep. Yeah. I did not know the Tallest that. people in the world, um, come from the Netherlands. Um, fun fact for trivia night guys. Okay. Um, they also drink the, the Dutch, drink the most coffee in the world. We talked about that when we talked about Denmark. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of my favorite things is they wear orange a lot because it's the color of the Royal family. Really? Yes. Um. Yeah. And, but there's some, here's a couple of words that I loved um, that they use that I just thought, Oh my gosh, they're fun. So one of the words, and again, I'm going to botch them, but whatever. Um, one of the words is lecker, and it means tasty or sexy. Tasty or sexy. Or sexy. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The other one is feast Varkin, otherwise known as the party pig. The party pig. The party pig. So that means like if it's your birthday and we're throwing a party for you, you're the party pig. You're the feast Varkin. Oh. Is it fun? <laughs> I'm not sure it is. Keep going. <laughs> I love that. Um, I, again, going to botch this one, but I think it's oot way Oot way it's walking in the wind for fun. Reminds me of like forest bathing. Okay. That is so funny. Okay. Why? Have, because okay. Okay. Why? Well known fact in this
1: household. Mm-hmm. If it is windy out, do not ask me to go for a walk. Your because you're because it's going to piss me off. Because no, of I don't know. I don't care about that. Oh. No. I hate walking when it's super windy. I absolutely hate it. Oh. Because I feel like, listen, I made an effort. I got out here. The least you could do, Mother Nature, is calm the hell down. All right? I'm here. Stop making it more difficult for me. Holy crap. I hate that. In fact, Frank went for a walk the other morning while I was still asleep. He went for a walk and he came back and he was telling me about it. And I'm like, yeah, it looks brutal out there. He's like, you would have hated it. It's so windy. You, I just was walking thinking Selena would be so mad right now.
0: Oh, my gosh. How <laughs> dare you, Mother Nature? Like, just calm down. You know, the wind is bringing in the hot weather. Yeah, right? I'm just saying I don't need appreciate to go out for it. a walk in it. All right. That's well, all I'm saying. Anyway, the point of the story is they appreciate the fact they, they really again, like we're seeing again, commonality getting outdoors, right. Nature, bringing nature, bringing nature in, but also being outside, being by the water, being, they'll drive like two hours to get to the water, to the beach, and then spend an hour trying to park again, dense population, right. Trying to park, go hang out for a couple of hours and come home and think nothing of it because they just see the value of being by the water Hmm. being so beneficial. So yeah, very, very interesting. Again, want to go for sure. And to Widen- the Netherlands. To the Netherlands. And I'd love to go as the feast barking. <clears throat> I want to be the party pig. <laughs> I, I don't know the word pig that I can't I quite get over. I know it. Do. I, I don't. Mm-hmm. All okay. right. All so, right. what's what you got for us?
1: Okay. So, the first one I'm going to talk about is Spain. So, Spain had two things that showed up in this book, The Atlas of Happiness, and how they kind of measure what happiness means to them and living the good life. And the two things were, Tapio and sober mesa. Okay. And Mm -hmm. I'm probably saying these wrong, but I'm going to, I'm going to try my best. So, and actually like what I know of Spanish, I want to call it tapio, but maybe that's wrong. Tapio is meeting friends in the street to walk together to like a bar or a restaurant to get something to drink and get something to eat. They have a word for that I love is that, that. not cool Do you like know- it makes me think of tapas i was gonna say yeah the, well that's yes. what the root of it is from. i figured okay so but this tapeo it's like in their words is considered a holy tradition in spain and is the very definition of happiness to them wow is that not the coolest that is very cool uh, and i'll come back and give you more details about it but hmm. first i'm going to tell you I love this. This was what sold me on. We got to talk about this. Sober Mesa over the table talks. It's that period of time mm-hmm. after a meal where mm-hmm. everybody's done eating, mm-hmm. but the conversation continues. Yes. Sober Mesa. I love that.
0: Right. Those are some of the best conversations. You're probably oh back God. to like with my dad, he'd make this massive meal and we'd all sit and we'd like be savoring every bite. And then just like, tell stories and laughing. And oh my gosh, those are the best times. And then we get together with girlfriends and
1: see the oh, same yeah. thing
0: happen. Right. Like, yep. yeah. Yeah. Oh. It's the coolest. So yeah, it's so fascinating. Like the one woman
1: that they spoke to and interviewed in the book about this topeo, she said life without topeo is unimaginable. Hmm. That's what it is to them. And the way they do it reminds me of like a bar crawl, like what we would call a bar crawl here (laughs) because it's really kind of what they do. So basically they're getting together seven, eight o'clock at night, which like to my 45 year old ears sounds like, are you kidding? Mm. Are you crazy? (laughs) But whatever. And they talked about it, how like they're going to be out till at minimum 2 a.m. What Minimum. 2 a.m. And that, and then what they said was, and that's really for like the 40 somethings and older, the 40 somethings and older are going to stay out till at least 2 a.m. Oh. The rest, it's going to be three, five, 7 a.m. Oh my gosh. So this isn't every right? night. Okay. I don't think so. No, it's not. Because what they said was the question was asked, like, don't you feel like crap the next day? Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, we plan for that funny. So they plan for the next day to be a day of nothing because <laughs> they enjoyed Tepeo the night before. Wow. Isn't that fascinating? Mm-hmm. So, okay, here's the other cool thing about this. Well, first of all, this speaks to happiness on every level, because mm-hmm. it's all about getting together with your friends, with your loved ones and mm-hmm. spending time with them. And, and even at the, the root of positive psychology, one of the founders of positive psychology said, you know, I could sum it up in a few words and that is other people matter Mm. Mm -hmm. when it comes to our overall well-being, other people matter. And so that really says that to me, at least this whole concept of tapeo. So of course, of course, it's going to be the measure of happiness. Mm. Um, So here's the other cool thing though. Apparently so many people do this that there's like really never anywhere to sit. Mm-hmm. And so this is mostly done standing. I know. So funny to me. So it's mm-hmm. mostly done standing. They're going to go from place to place. Yep. They're going to stand at those, you know, high tables. Yep. Have their drinks, have their snacks, their tapas whatever, right? And then they're going to move on to the next place. Mm-hmm. But this actually has incredible health benefits to be standing while you're eating and drinking has amazing health benefits that have been proven over and over. The Mayo Clinic did a whole study on it and was like, Mm. yeah, no, actually, this is a really good thing. Um, But what they also said was, you know, this whole idea of standing keeps it moving. And it also keeps people talking because they can just freely move to another table to talk to somebody else and do all those fun things. And so I just thought that was so cool. The other thing that I thought was hysterical about this, and this is not, these are not my words, this is in the book, that he said apparently Spaniards love to complain, love to complain, love to vent, that it's actually not frowned upon in their culture at all you're not being negative no it's a way of connecting yeah because what they had said in there was listen we are highly passionate people Mm -hmm. and so we like a little drama Mm -hmm. and so when they get together and I mean who doesn't like a little drama but when they get together (laughs) they all kind of vent about their lives about their week about what's going on but they it they look at it as sharing their private lives yeah. with each other, and They're they vulnerable. love to do that. And they want to experience the intense feelings of everything that's happened, and they want to share that with other people. Mm-hmm. I thought that was great. So cool. Because listen, I I have definitely been a part of like you get together, you have dinner, you sit and bitch for half an hour, and everybody feels better when it's done. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's it. I don't know. It just makes sense to me. So I just thought that was hysterical. You know,
0: it just reminded me of what? when we get together with girls. Oh yeah. We
1: start our dinner with whose house do we need to burn down? Yep. Yep. That's the first <laughs> question we sit down and we say, okay, whose house do we need to burn down? Yep. And we kind of go around and share about whatever's whatever we have beef about Yep, so that we can share it with people who will understand and yep. listen. And, and then judged. we move on. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Whose house do we need to burn down? That's going to show up in one of these books. That's yeah. we're going to like, mm-hmm, uh-huh. that's going to be a culture thing. <laughs> so the silver Mesa part of it, I loved this. So it's that conversation after the meal is over. Mm-hmm. They said it's akin to that feeling of being stuffed. So full, you can't get up. Uh-huh. I thought that was so funny. I thought that was fantastic. Um, so they talked it's about, like, you know, just how. How much intimacy and um, friendship is grown out of those times Mm -hmm. of Sober Mesa. Mm -hmm. And I I just absolutely loved it. So how you can get more of this in your life for the tapeo, get your friends together, go downtown and restaurant hop or bar hop. Frank and I did this last week. We had a really nice weather day. We went down to West Reading, sat outside, had a drink, had a small dinner. Like it was just Lovely. Mm -hmm. And just talk to the people that were sitting around us. It was fantastic. So Mm. definitely add some of that to your life. Um, One of the other things they said to do is go out when it's cold. So the weather does not deter them. Now, weather is largely beautiful in Spain and warmer, but they do have colder months. They go out anyway, Hmm. which is also really beneficial, especially during
0: the bleaker winter months. So true.
1: So beneficial for us.
0: Yeah. They don't hibernate and get depressed and no, not at all. Yeah. Wow. The other
1: thing they said was keep going. So if at the first place you go to, you are not having fun, keep going, go Mm -hmm. to the next one, go to the next one, don't give up on it. So I thought that was fantastic. And how to get more sober Mesa. I love this because this was something you and I have talked about before. The first thing they said was when you are finished with a meal, do not get up and clear the plates right away. Just sit. Love that. Don't get up Ugh. to clear the table. And what they said was, and if somebody tries to tell them to sit down and encourage everybody to eat and drink more, oh. like don't do it. Let it linger.
0: Oh. Let people sit with it. I wish I learned that earlier in life. I really, really do. Yeah. I I love that. I convinced myself that I can't relax if things aren't cleaned up. That's not true. And then I missed out on years and years and years of sober Mesa. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Yeah. It's good stuff. Mm.
1: Good, good, good. So good.
0: good. I know. I love it. All right. All right. What do you have? Okay. So the next country we're going to, I so wish, because this again is... On my bucket list want to go to India so badly um and I've wanted to for years anyway it brings us back to the conversation you remember you were like hey Netflix stay <laughs> in your lane knock it off blah blah blah." and well, I was like no and the first thing I thought of was Jugard. Jugard is no term? that does not apply to that yes, situation. yes no yes, it, it does not well listen to me I know what it is it does Jugard is a term that is used in India. It's a noun or a verb. It's a colloquial Hindi term um, used to mean frugal innovation or hack. Um, it's an attitude and a commitment to getting things done no matter how. And it was named, this is so fascinating, it was named after the trucks that they cobbled together from parts of old army jeeps from the uh, that were discarded in the 1950s. And because basically they took, made something out of nothing, mm-hmm. out of trash, out of leftover stuff. And so it's a distinctively Indian philosophy to make the best of what you got. Now, that is not something we do in America. Well, <laughs> right. It's not something it's, I do. And here's, <laughs> here's the sad reality of it. it. It didn't come out of like, oh, let's be innovative and let's be creative and resourceful and all those things. It came out of sheer necessity absolutely, because there are like, I think it's 1.6 billion people living in India. Yeah. And most of them are very extremely impoverished. Yeah. Right. And so, I mean, just think about the slum as thinking about slum dog millionaire. And remember, I, I don't know, like there were certain scenes from that where the kids are like, they're living oh, it was in awful. the slum. I mean, it was a great movie, but. And like garbage. Yes. They're literally living Raw sewage. in garbage. Yes. And they're ma- the kids make toys out of that garbage. They yeah. entertain themselves with the garbage, right? They make the best of what, out of what they have. And it's so inspiring, sad, but so inspiring, right? That this country like the, this is just, if you meet somebody typically, if you meet somebody from India who has, you know, is, is from that culture, like they get shit done. Yeah, totally. they don't, they they are some of the most out of the box thinking people, because I, I have always said this for so many years, so many times, especially in this country, we have so much mm-hmm. and now we have screens Oh, that yeah. Like we can just bury ourselves in not now. I mean, we've had them for a long time, but, but it was the TV. And then now that I think like where, and then we have so many resources at our disposal that we just become spoiled. And then we just like, we just don't create and innovate the way that we, we would, if we had limitations, it almost feels gluttonous. Yes. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. And so uh, that whole idea of like, out of the box, like crisis is the birthplace of innovation, right? Mm -hmm. A lack birthplace of innovation and creativity, because when you don't have, but you need, you find a way to do it. And so I just love that. love that so, so, so much. Um, Yeah. Making things happen instead of just sitting and waiting for the ideal situation or conditions. Um, Basically, if something doesn't go their way, they don't whine or complain about it. They don't like, oh, woe is me. And like soul can do all those things. They just go, we're going to just try it. We're going to try something else. We're going to do do something um, differently. We're going to go to um, to plan B. Um, yeah. I, I think about like, if you've probably seen in movies and like pictures of like the rickshaws, right? The auto, automotive, not automotive, but the auto rickshaws, right? Like mm-hmm. the drivers, it's like a, basically like a moped. Yeah. And you'll see like, they're stacked, With like things that they're transporting, but then also people and like multiple people, they'll put this like little side thing on and like fit another person so that they can make more money, right? By by taking more people, or they'll like figure out a way to put multiple people on it and they'll. It's like a school bus. Oh my goodness! You know what I mean? Yeah. And we're like, my gosh! Like that's so against all of the things, but they're just doing what they have to do, and I just love it so much. So. Um, I think the other thing that it says in the book is, um, this was, she was interviewing and uh, a woman from India and she said, I don't tend to panic under pressure in my personal life or at work. Um, because I always find a way, like there's yeah. just this mindset of like, okay, I'm just, I'm going to find a way I'm going to bust through this. I'm going to find a way. And then, um, it's the author is saying there's a confidence that this is a viable course of action and jugard is a refreshing contrast to the archa archetypal how do you say this archetypical? No, nope. archetypally female. Oh. So basically it's the female affliction of imposter syndrome. Oh. Think about that. Interesting. Hmm. Imposter syndrome. So, yeah. Um I don't know. It's it, you, uh, I could go on and on and on. Oh, the other thing I want to point out is we talk about like Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Yes. Right. And it's like, oh, well, the you know, we need well, the basic with, human need right. is yeah. There's like the the basics of like food, food water, shelter, sleep, safety. Yep. Yep. yep safety. Um, and then it's like belonging and self-esteem and all of the, and then self-actualization is the tippy top. Well, in India that's flipped. Mm. That whole like pyramid, the triangle is inverted because for them, spirituality is very, very important. And self-actualization is something that, um, like it's, it's like what they're constantly seeking, even though they don't have their basic human needs being met. Mm. So that's, Hmm. that's that's pretty, pretty, pretty fascinating. Um, yeah. Yeah. So just having that Jugard mindset, um, I think that is is so, so good. And um, yeah, I don't know. It is inspiring. It was really, really inspiring because I just love, of course, you know, I love thinking outside of the box. I love being like, what? You're not going to tell me no, like, no, we're going to find a way under it, around it or on top of it or whatever to get to it and, and tear those barriers down. And so, um, yeah, yeah, that's really cool. good. Really cool. All right, what you got next? Okay, so I'm going to talk
1: about Bhutan. Okay. Now, my only, prior to this book, my only familiarity or reference to Bhutan was this ridiculous. Oh my gosh. (laughs) This ridiculous, I think it was a Korean zombie movie, Train to Busan. Busan? And somewhere in there, they were talking about... (laughs) this I just remember because I was like wait Busan or Bhutan what are they talking Mm -hmm. about this is the only reference I have I have no idea where this place even was wow and it was only because I was mixing up were they talking about Busan or Bhutan Mm -hmm. (laughs) but anyway Bhutan Mm -hmm. is just south of Tibet so it's it's pretty high up there very very hilly area Mm. um but here's what they do get a load of this their whole thing is Gross national happiness. The gross national happiness, or the GNP or GNH as they call it, there is a philosophy that guides the government and the people of Bhutan, hmm. where collective happiness and well being is measured and prioritized ahead of financial gain. Wow. This is what they care about. The mm. government leaders of this country care about gross national happiness. Wow. And they measure it. This is wild to me. So this term of GNH, Gross National Happiness, was coined in 1972. So it's not even that old. Um, When the king at that time, and I'm going to, I have his name in here, King Wangchuck, which I'm positive is not how you pronounce that, (laughs) but that's how it's spelled. Um, He told a journalist from the Financial Times, he said, and quote, gross national happiness is more important than gross national product. And since then, mm. this has become their way to measure prosperity. And wow. what they mean by prosperity is they're looking at the spiritual, physical, social, and environmental health of its citizens Wow! and the natural environment around them. Isn't this interesting? Yes. Isn't this interesting? And What is so cool about Mm -hmm. it is because they care for these things so much, as I was reading about this, especially like the the natural environment around them, because as we've seen in in so many of our episodes now, our natural environment, the world and nature outside um, matters very greatly to our health and well-being. Yeah. Um, Because of this, they noticed that the forests in Bhutan, are some of the most lush, green, amazing forests in the world. Mm. They said that there are um, like Bengal tigers, things like that, leaving China to go to Bhutan to live because the environment's better. What? They're migrating to Bhutan because of the natural environment there. Who told it's, them? It's I don't know, right? Who told <laughs> them? They just knew. It's so, wow. it's so wild. It's so cool. Um, the country of Bhutan is largely Buddhist, which by the way, I did not know, but I learned not that long ago that Buddhism is not a religion. It is a practice Mm -hmm. and it is a practice I can get behind because Mm -hmm. man, they are all about peace and prosperity, but in the way that your soul prospers Exactly. Yeah. And helping others too. Um, and so, yeah, they're largely Buddhist and that emphasizes compassion and altruism. And one of the things they talk about, there's two ancient proverbs that They say kind of sum up this gross national happiness well and their attitude toward it. And the first one says, there is no way to happiness. Happiness is the way. Hmm. Okay. I love this. And this is backed up by science because they have done tons of research and studies on this. People who are constantly searching for happiness will be the most unhappy. Yeah.
0: Because the goal keeps get, like you reach that yes. and then it's like, oh, now I need bigger and better and
1: more. Yep. You'll never mm-hmm. be happy. You will be the most unhappy yep. if you are keep, if you are one to keep searching for happiness, yes. happiness is the way I yeah. love that. And then the other ancient proverb says, wait,
0: hold on, because what? I thought what you were going to say was with positive psychology, like that whole idea of gratitude. Right. Like it's being present with where you are and grateful for where you are versus like it's that, oh, and the, ne- the thing we're going to talk about next leads to that. But anyway. Yeah. Kind of. Right?
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, they didn't really talk about that at all, but I can totally see the in connection. Positive psychology. Sure. Right. Like yeah. that whole. It's, yeah, it's being present is yeah. really what it comes down to yeah. being mindful. Wow. Yeah. The other proverb is happiness is based on trust and trust is free. Mm. Wow. Mm. I mean, it is, you could freely give your trust to any and everyone. Yeah. Uh, We don't here, but
0: apparently there's cultures that do that. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Because I guess it's that realization of, it's okay, you're going to get hurt sometimes. Like when you make yourself vulnerable, it's going to happen. And you're going to.
1: Yeah, I guess. But it more reminds me of South Africa's Ubuntu that like I am because you are and we're all in this together, we take care of each other. And so there is trust there because yeah. we are all in this together. And I kind of see that the same way, um, as, as that whole, you know, happiness is based on trust and trust is free. Hmm. I think it's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so interesting. So, okay. A couple more things about this that I just found fascinating. So this King wangchuk I, I promise you that it's, how it's, it's W-A-N-G-C-H-U-C-K. I really just don't know how else to pronounce it. He came in, I think he, um, his rule started in 1962, I want to say. And he modernized Bhutan. So like there was no infrastructure in Bhutan. There was very little school. There was hardly roads, like very, very little infrastructure. And so he came in and kind of modernized it a bit. But he didn't like the trends he saw. Around the modern world, mm. and so what he decided to do instead of just isolating the country is he decided to publicly and make it like the country's thing to issue this the pursuit of more, so like more money, more riches, more, more for me to just completely issue it because it was at the cost of the well-being hmm. of its people. Hmm. He saw that being at the cost of people and their well being. Thought that was so fascinating. And instead, he decided to promote happiness and peace. So, in this, some interesting things happened. Okay. So, the country of Bhutan only opened itself up to having TV and internet in the late 90s. Really? The late 90s. And even then they won't allow most American TV on there. They allow like an Indian soap opera and like one other thing Hmm. because they don't want people watching TV all the time, mainly because it's not good for you, but also because they don't want it to create that, that FOMO that I need to have what they have. Hmm. Like, look at how pretty these people are. Gosh, maybe I'm not that we do to ourselves. Like not even on a daily, like on an hourly basis here. He was like, no, we're not doing it. So I'm going to allow like two stations. That's it. Hmm. Fascinating. Fascinating. So healthcare and education are now free. Almost 100% of the children in Bhutan are now in school, which is incredible. He ended up making this gross national happiness part of the country's constitution. Hmm. So it is very, very much a thing. So he also, oh, since he did that, this is crazy. Since he made it part of the constitution, not only are almost 100% of the children in Bhutan in school, but he has doubled the life expectancy. What? Of the people of Bhutan. Doubled. Doubled the life expectancy. That's wild. That is crazy. Crazy. Oh, he start, oh. They started measuring the right things and people started living longer. Oh my goodness. It's crazy, crazy, crazy to me. Another thing that they're really, really big on there is the importance of sustainability. Mm. They, and they apparently there have been studies done now that there is a direct link between happiness and your level of sustainability. Mm. Very interesting. I did not know that. I had not heard that before. So they're big on that. So here's what they do. Here's some of the things that they do that are also crazy. In addition to just having TV in the late nineties, they have a monthly pedestrian day. He wants to cut down on the amount of driving that happens in that country, because again, drive yourself everywhere. It's not as good for you, right? People are walking. It's very hilly. We learned about that in the blue zones. The more you're going up and down, things like that, the healthier you are. He has a national pedestrian day once a month, I think where nobody's allowed to drive. Oh my goodness. Everybody has to walk everywhere. Hmm. And it really actually helps promote like people see, oh, well, I can do this. Yeah. That feels good. We're right. Like, yep. Move Isn't body. that crazy? Yeah. Okay. Another fun thing. I love it. And I remembered learning about this back in my cap classes. Um, McDonald's came to Bhutan and the King was like, nah, <laughs> they were like, he was like, yeah. Um, I think you actually have absolutely nothing positive to offer, and I don't want you in my country. So he would not let McDonald's franchise in his country. There wow. is no McDonald's there, and there's McDonald's friggin' everywhere. Yeah, like every there's more, so true. I think there's more McDonald's across the sea than there is here because I remember when I went to Europe, they were everywhere, mm-hmm. everywhere. It was crazy. Yeah, in the middle of the Czech Republic. You could see five McDonald's. Mm. Like it, mm-hmm. was, it was wild, but not in Bhutan, man. He's like, get out of here. Wow. Uh, one of the other things that they said about this that I thought was really crucial was that the people of Bhutan, they don't claim to be happy. They don't claim to be the happiest people in the world. They don't even necessarily claim to be happy in general. Okay. But what they do say is they claim to be constantly working toward it. And working on it. They work on being happy. And what it made me think of hmm. was that whole thing that I've said before, happy people do things that make them happy. Mm. And that's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They're putting in the effort by doing the things that make them happy. Also shout out to the person who recognized um, that it very much sounds like happy people just don't kill their husbands. They just don't <laughs> from uh legally bond, because every time I have said it, I have wanted to make that reference and didn't, but somebody else saw it and noticed it. Shout out to you, Amanda, because that's exactly what I'm thinking too. How do <laughs> people just don't kill their husbands? They just don't. So nobody's killing husbands in Bhutan. So there you have it. Funny. So how to live a little bit more mm-hmm. like the Bhutanese people, and I think that's what they're called, um, is step up the compassion mm-hmm. for sure. Step <laughs> up your level of compassion toward yourself, toward others, towards your environment, all of the above, lose the ego. Mm -hmm. That was another thing they really talked about, like just lose it, but it's, it's not going to serve you. Yeah. And it's certainly not going to serve the people around you. Live more sustainably, value happiness over money. Mm -hmm. And remember that happiness is the way it's not the destination. It's the way Mm -hmm. love it.
0: That is so good.
1: Absolutely. Love it. So that's Bhutan, not Busan, (laughs) like the zombie movie. That actually wasn't that bad. I'm sure everybody saw that. Uh, Actually, Train to Busan is very popular.
0: Yes? Yes. Believe it or not. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, all right. Well, I'm going to pivot. Yeah. Because. We got to pivot fast. Well, no, I have a suggestion. What? Wabi Sabi deserves an entire episode? episode. Okay. It really does. We're going to talk about Wabi Sabi. We're going to talk about kunsuki next week, next week, okay. because it really, I'm like, I'm not cramming this in because this was actually you and I went to, we've been so inspired by terrain cafe. I know. Well, they just have the coolest stuff. Like, like, I think that was the first time I'd ever heard of Wabi yes. Sabi. We were there and we were looking at their books because they just have the coolest books too. And we saw this book and it said Wabi Sabi. And Wabi we were Sabi, like, welcome. I have it. What is that? Right? Mm-hmm. It's upstairs in your dining room. Yep. And um, we were both like, we just could not get enough of this book. We were yeah. like, oh, it was amazing. My goodness. And I had heard about Kunsuki, like, am I saying that right? Kinsuki? I think so. Yeah. Kinsuki. Um, years ago, which we'll talk about because it has such, I, oh it's the whole concept
1: is just amazing.
0: It really, really let's just leave it there. Yeah. Let's do that. Let's, let's do a little teaser. We're going to come back, talk about Wabi Sabi next week. Um, I love the takeaways, you know, as I think about when I talked about India and Jugard, just that whole idea of when you come up against, this is just some walkaways, right? When you come up against opposition or, you know, a lack of, Resources or a lack of whatever, instead of just kind of going, oh, okay, well, this sucks and it's not meant to be, push through. Yeah. Think about that whole concept of jugard. Don't sulk. Just say, okay, what's another way to do this? Mm-hmm. Netflix. Anyway, no, no, just, just a reminder too, as we think about, you know, the Netherlands and this like, it's that whole idea of like, add a little more comfort and coziness to your, to your world, make yourself like open yourself up to new friendships, new relationships, let people in Mm. um, and enjoy life. And, you know, like be the party pig once in a while. I can't with the party pig. You I gotta. can't.
1: No, nah, it's got to Give me another animal. It can't be a pig.
0: I and can't Selena, do it. I'll leave with this. Run in the wind whenever possible. Get out of my face with that. <laughs> I don't need this kind of negativity in my life. Just stop that. I think you should try it. I have tried it. Running what in you the wind. I think I know I hate it. I mean, but have you tried running? You've tried ma'am, walking. Ma'am. I think running. If my
1: house were on fire, I would walk out of it. I'm not running. Okay. Oh my gosh. Please. We anyway. are talking crazy. No, I think also just to kind of wrap up this around the world kind of thing. I think what I've noticed more than anything is these people are actually doing the things that have been proven to make us happy, not the things we think will make us happy. Exactly. Because again, and I know I've said this before, but I'll I have to keep reminding myself. So I'll keep reminding you too our brains are terrible predictors of what will actually make us happy. Mm. Terrible predictors. Mm-hmm. When my brain tells me like, no, just stay on the couch. You don't want to get up. Mm-hmm. Like, just just don't. Like, you'll be happier. Just be here, take a nap, mm-hmm. shut down a little bit. The fact of the matter is I would be happy if I got up and did something. Mm-hmm. I would be much happier, but my brain tells me otherwise. And so it's almost like they they have found that secret and they're doing the things that actually make people happy, not the things they think will. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I think it's this whole thing. We live in a society and especially like you pick up your phone, right? You go on social media and you're seeing everyone's highlight reel. Yeah. And then thinking like, oh, I've got to chase that. And we're going to talk about this next week, but like chasing that ideal life or that perfection or that you know perfect look or whatever, yeah. like it's that constant pursuit of perfection that leaves us. Empty, yes, and lonely and sad and disappointed and unhappy. And so, going back to what you said, you know, we've said in a couple of episodes, but like, do the things that make you happy, do the things that are proven to make you happy, and you know, like, fake out your mind once in a while. Like, when your mind says, yes. Oh, you like you just said, like, I'll oh, just sit here, like, you go, No, actually, I know that moving my body is beneficial. I know that actually, when my muscles work. That literally reduce um, releases hope mm-hmm. chemicals in my body. So like move, get outside, do those things, choose the things that will help you live your freaking life in, in a happy, fulfilling, healthier yeah. way.
1: One of the things I did recently um, <clears throat> was I made a list of here are the things that I can do when I have downtime or I'm just feeling blech or whatever, here's a list of things that I could get up and do. There may be 10 minute in length, kinds of things, um, just so that I have that in front of me. And then right beside it, I made a list of here's the things that don't help. Hmm. And so anytime I'm feeling that like, ugh, I don't know what to do with myself. I'm going to look at the list of things that don't help. Because I'm going to go, okay, well, I'm just going to pick up my phone and just scroll for a little bit. Yeah. That's on my list of things that don't help. Yeah. Scrolling social media does not help. And then I'm going to go over to the other list and go, okay, what are one of these things that I can do that have been proven to help make people happier mm-hmm. and go out and do it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff.
0: I love this. I love this whole journey that we're taking and love that we're going to Japan next week, continuing this yeah. series of happiness around the world. And um to see what else what other tools can we add to our tool belt you know to help us be happier yep good stuff yes
1: all right guys we will see you next week